Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text today is from the Gospel of St. Mark. The first chapter, Jesus went into Galilee, that's that northern region of Israel, proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come, he said, the kingdom of God is near, repent and believe the good news. You know, dear friends of Christ, years ago I had a, a, a good friend uh, and that the, the husband and wife are friends and their family, they took their family to the Grand Canyon and they were stunned amazed by the scenic view, and they, they kind of drank it all in. It, it's amazing, apparently. I've never been to Grand Canyon, but everybody who says, uh, has been there says it's amazing. And, but their amazement was turned to terror, complete, abject horror, when they found that their son had climbed the cyclone fence that protects the tourists from falling to their death off a 500-foot cliff. And he was on the outside of the cyclone fence, clinging to the fence with his fingers and his toes. Quickly thinking, somebody, without startling the boy and making him jump, was able to go and help the boy and rescue him. That was a great rescue. That was a great rescue story. Well, today I'm going to tell you about a much greater rescue story. Singer-songwriter Zach Williams, speaking about God, wrote, Crying out from the pit of my despair, fighting my battles for me, you are my rescue story. Lifting me up from the ashes, carrying my soul from death to life, you are my rescue story. And Jesus is my rescue story. Jesus is your rescue story. Where would we be without Jesus? I mean, really, have you ever thought about that? Where would you be without Jesus? What would your future be like? Where would you spend eternity? Well, as Christians, we know, don't we? We would be lost and condemned for all eternity. We, we know that. But Jesus did save us. Jesus has rescued us. And therefore, we have our theme for this morning, our rescue mission, our rescue story. In our text, we find Jesus, and he's preaching in that region of northern Galilee, of northern Israel and Galilee. And this was a this is a rescue mission, to be sure, because this was a land of darkness that had a history of its people rejecting God. One godless king after another godless king, and the people that lived in that land worshipped false gods. They were stuck in the muck and the mire of their sin. And Jesus went up there, and as he did, he dealt with all kinds of different people. He dealt with broken people. People broken in the foulness of their own sin. Broken by abuse, broken by violence, broken by hatred and anger, and broken by injustice and hate. Jesus dealt with all kinds of people who walked in the darkness. He dealt with people who were depressed and people who were lonely and people who 
were hopeless and discouraged. He dealt with people who lived in the land of the darkness. And revealed himself to those lost people. The Bible calls the land of Galilee this land of darkness. uh, Kind of a euphemism for unbelief. The people were steeped in unbelief. I'm not going to believe in God. I'm not going to worship Him. And I'm going to live the way I want to live. And the church... And God cannot talk to me and tell me any differently. And they had a rich history of that kind of thing. A rich history of continually rejecting God over and over again. Although God never gave up on them, God continually was offering them salvation. Continually coming to them with His Word. Continually calling them to repent, to change, to rescue their souls. But they elected they elected to walk in their darkness. It's a choice people make. And we see the same kind of thing happening in our world today. People walking away from God. Not much has changed. Well, in our text here today, Jesus is reaching out to people like that. He's reaching out to them, these rebellious sinners, once again. He was on a rescue mission. Would things be different this time? Would they listen this time? Would they pay attention this time? Would their hearts change this time? Would they turn to God? Or would they continue to walk in their darkness and continue in their sin and continue in their rebellion? It didn't matter to Jesus. He was going to offer them His Word. Because He came on a rescue mission. He came to rescue their soul. And He's come to rescue us. Paul wrote, Grace to you from our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave Himself for our sins, so that He might rescue us. Deliver us from this present evil age. Jesus finds joy in rescuing. That's why He came to die. For the joy that was set before Him, He endured the cross, despising the shame. But the joy He had dying for you, rescuing you. It's hard to imagine Jesus finding joy in the cross. But it shows how much He loved you. And Jesus wanted to share that joy of saving the lost with His disciples. And so He calls His disciples into this whole thing. Follow me. And He calls you. And He calls me. And we become part of His salvation story. His rescue mission. Because He calls every Christian on the face of the earth. And I don't know if you understand how you have been called into that. People say, well, that's the pastor's job. No. That's the job of the people of God. To let the light of epiphany shine in us and through us to those around us, especially in these last days. Let's take a look at how Jesus shared this rescue mission with this world of darkness that surrounded Him in northern Galilee. 
Jesus said, the time has come. That's what he told the people. The time has come. God's kingdom is near. Change the way you think. Change the way you act. And believe the good news. Repent. Change. And the time was right. It was time. It was time to change. It was time for the people to repent. It was time for the people to turn away from their darkness. Time for them to come into the light. It was time for their souls to be saved. It was time for them to turn to Jesus' forgiveness, to His love, to His mercy and grace. It was time. And today is the time. Things haven't changed. Today is the time to preach. Today is the time to tell. Today is the time for all of us to get on our knees and plead to God for His mercy to save me, a lost sinner. Because God wants us to see the danger we're in. Do you remember the small boy that was clinging to the fence on the outside of the fence in the Grand Canyon? Did you know that boy, that little boy, had no idea of, that his life was in danger? He was oblivious to all that. He had no idea one slip and he'd be dead. He didn't know it. Did you know the people of the world are the same way? They're oblivious to all that. They don't know the danger they're in. They don't see the darkness in which they live. They don't see the curse. They don't understand their situation. They're not concerned. But understand this, the boy on the outside of the fence was saved by somebody who knew that he was in danger. So how about you? Do you understand the serious nature of God's rescue mission? The serious nature of God saving your soul. But now He's included you to save others. And it's time. It's time. Jesus said the time has come and God's kingdom is near. Change the way you think. Change the way you act. And believe the good news. Change and believe. That was his message. Jesus understood the gravity, didn't he? He understood where the people were at. You need to change and believe. This offer would not last forever. Jesus was talking to these people in the darkness. Soon he would leave them. What would happen as soon as Jesus left them? Would they change? Would their hearts repent? Would they turn away from their evil ways? No, they continued to walk in their evil ways. They continued walking in the land of darkness, continued walking in the brokenness of their sin. They loved their darkness. They did not change. They did not repent. But I want you to know this. Jesus did plant a seed. He planted a seed in this area of darkness. He planted a seed in the hearts of those stubborn people 
and know this, that after Christ rose from the grave, the church and the message of Christ's resurrection spread north. And the first people to believe were the people in Galilee. And the church grew, and it exploded in that area. The light shined in the land of darkness. You need to know that. No matter how dark the land may be, does not mean the light can't shine. And the Holy Spirit worked. Jesus spoke, but the people didn't believe. But the Holy Spirit continued to work in their hearts until they believed that Jesus was their Savior. Now is the time, Jesus said. The time has come. And God's kingdom is near. Change the way you think. Change the way you act. And believe the good news. Well, Jesus is our rescue story. And He's mine. And again, we have to ask the question, where would we be without Jesus? What would we be doing? What would our life look like without His sacrifice, without His death, without His resurrection, without the forgiveness of sins? Have you ever thought about that? Jesus is important, isn't it? I love what the kids said, oh, how I love Jesus. That's why Jesus says, now is the time. Today is the day to turn. Turn from your sins. Today is the day to repent. Repent means to change. Change the way you think. Think about how God's amazing grace has changed you. God's amazing grace changed Paul. He wrote about it. It changed his life. I'm the least of the apostles, and I don't even deserve to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace, that undeserved love of God, I am what I am. And His grace, His undeserved love, has called me. It was given to me, and it's not without effect. Paul also talks about his great desire. It's to be rescued by Jesus. I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Jesus Christ, my Lord, and for whose sake I've lost all things. I consider them garbage, that I may gain Christ and be found in Him. Oh, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from obeying the law, but that which is through Christ and faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith, I want to know Christ, yes. To know the power of His resurrection and somehow attain the resurrection of the dead. Can you hear it? Can you hear Paul's goal for his life? To live with Christ? Do you have the same desire? Do you have the same desire for those around you? Well, again, consider the young boy on the fence. In the Grand Canyon, on the other side of the fence, someone eventually pulled him to safety. And I can't imagine his parents saying, why did you rescue him? He could take care of himself. He was doing just fine. No, his parents were terrified, I can assure you. Can you imagine? 
Well, then, can you imagine not helping the people of this world who are on the other side of the fence continually dangling their feet over the eternal flames of hell and not doing anything to save them? They may be oblivious to their their danger, but you aren't. You know the danger. Today is a time. I had a friend that I play tennis with during the summer pass away this a week ago Friday. His name was Michael Jones. Maybe you've known him. Uh, he lived up the lakes, uh, spent his, his uh, summers down in Arizona, his winters down in Arizona, but I played tennis up here. He died in the tennis court, massive heart attack. It wasn't his first. He had another massive heart attack uh, 10 years ago. It was severe. He almost died. That heart attack changed him. And Michael appreciated the new lease on life that God had given him. Oh, he was a Christian before, but now he told people his story. And if you played tennis with Mike Jones, you heard him tell you, God has a rescue mission. And you know the Lord can call you from this earth at any time. He almost called me. He almost did. Are you ready to die? I thought I was, but I wasn't. My heart attack changed all that. It changed how I think. I hope it will change the way you think too. Mike understood. Jesus understood The disciples understood that they were part of the rescue mission. And Jesus has called you too. He's called me. In our text, Jesus invited the fishermen to join him. Come follow me, Jesus said. I'll make you fishers of men. And at once they left their nets and they followed him. And so cast your nets. Leave your fishing nets and Go fishing for people. Now, how do you bring people in the kingdom of God? You cast God's word into the dark world. You cast God's word into the world of unbelief and then let the Holy Spirit do his job. Have you ever fished before? If you do, you know, and you understand how it works. You bait the hook, you lure the fish, you trick them into biting. Well, Jesus has now taught you, told you, called you to be fishers of men. Now, we don't use lures and we don't use tricks. We don't use deception to get people to believe in Jesus. Instead, we use what God has given us. We cast His Word into the darkness. We cast the net of His Word and let the Holy Spirit... Work through the power of God's Word to change stubborn and sinful hearts. And Jesus calls us to be part of that action. He calls us to be part of His rescue mission team. And just as Jesus equipped and empowered His disciples, so Jesus calls, equips, and empowers us for the same task. He helps us to speak the right words at the right time. To say what the people need to hear. 
Are you willing to cast the net of God's Word to the darkness around you? To share it with your friends and your family and your neighbors and your co-workers in your community. There's a sense of urgency in Jesus' voice. Jesus said, the time has come. God's kingdom is near. Change the way you think. Change the way you act. And believe the good news. Listen, you could die in a car accident on your way home. Or Jesus could return this very afternoon and it would be too late. It would be too late to repent. Today is the day. The time has come. Amen. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.